0: You're listening to Drones in America on Market Scale. Your host, Grant Guillot leads the Unmanned Aircraft Systems practice team for the law firm of Adams & Reese. Every week, he will be chatting with leaders, influencers, and experts who are impacting the rapidly growing commercial drone industry in the United States to help us through the complex web of technology and policy. Thanks for tuning in today for a very special episode. Um, It's always a joy being able to promote people in the commercial drone industry, but especially when those people happen to be our clients. So we are thrilled to be joined today by our clients, the guys from Do Drone. So I have the CEO, Rhett Ross, with us here today, as well as Philip Burton. And I'm also joined by my partner, Britton Bonner, out of Adams and Reese's Mobile office, who will help talk about the economics advantages to utilizing drones in Alabama and how that could be a definitely a positive thing for the Alabama economy so without further ado gentlemen welcome to the program Uh, Rhett let's start with you tell us a little bit about your background and how you found your way to the drone industry
1: okay well I'm glad to be here today Grant thank you Um, I've spent 20 plus years of my career working in the aerospace defense sector Providing uh, leadership of technology based companies and manufacturing based companies. Um, for the last 10 years, I've run a company called Continental Aerospace Technologies, uh, which makes aircraft piston engines for small propeller based aircraft such as Cessnas and Cirruses. Uh, when I retired last year, I was approached by Philip Burton and John Fanning uh, to discuss the efficacy of using drones for last mile package delivery. Um, in talking to them and helping them understand a little bit about certification, it became obvious that this would be an exciting activity. And they were kind enough to ask me to join the company in leadership
0: capacity. Thanks, Rhett. And I think, given your background in aviation, it definitely makes sense for you to take the next logical step to immersing yourself in that world. And, and drones certainly are the latest, uh, I don't want to say a fad, it's certainly not a fad. I think drones are here to stay. And in fact, the FAA. Uh, their symposium model this year is drones here to stay or something like that so it's great to uh, have you in this industry and um, I certainly have enjoyed working with you and I look forward to continuing to work with you. Uh, Philip, what about you? I know you have a background in real estate so how did you get involved in the drone industry?
2: Co-founder John Fanning and I, uh, he had a strong interest in doing something with drone technology and as he and I we're talking one day the idea to adapt this technology to existing brick and mortar retail, which is the world that I come from, uh, sound like a pretty interesting idea and it just kind of grew. Uh, my background is 20 years in commercial real estate. Uh, the last 10, it's been focused in retail specifically, uh, so my network is retailers and the narrative that we're constantly battling is how are we going to stay relevant in a world where Amazon has massive market share. So this technology, retrofitting it with these existing retailers seems like the logical play. uh, And we're really excited about it.
0: Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's important to note that customers are now a lot more impatient with how long they're willing to wait for their product. Um, hence why Amazon got into a, the, uh, you know, the online ordering game to begin with, but B now, of course, they're experimenting with drones as well. So it definitely seems like drones are playing a greater role in last mile delivery. Um, so, so again, welcome to the industry and, um, I look forward to working with you. Now, Britton, I wanna move to you. Um, of course, you're one of my partners and you've played a very big role in economic development um, in Alabama as well and in other states. So how did you come to get to know Rhett and Philip, and what led you to the point where you were re- retained or rather you were approached about our firm representing them um, in this massive, but exciting undertaking?
3: Uh, yeah, thanks, Grant. And this is a truly exciting undertaking. Um, I got to know Rhett and Philip through other economic development projects. Um, as they've kind of gone through their bio, they've they're been heavily involved in the aerospace sector for Rhett, and, and Rhett and helped lead that company as it was growing and ex- expanding in the U.S., and Phillip has been involved in various aspects of the development projects and commercial development projects throughout the Southeast. Um, so that's how I got to know them. Um, and my background uh, has been in economic development, you know, and, and stretching across the southeast uh, throughout Alabama, uh, uh, you know, working heavily from the D.C. side down. What's exciting about this industry is, is truly how, uh, how the regulation comes into play uh, at both the federal, the state, at, at the federal level, and then how the the community, uh, the community aspects come into play with regard to the locals uh, and the the state level, uh, interaction. So it's, it's exciting and it's a, it's a fun project to be part of.
0: It absolutely is. And you're absolutely right. Uh, local involvement, the ability to engage with the public and with federal, but even more so state and local leaders at this introductory stage of a development of a drone company is so critical to helping the operation become scalable. Uh, Technology, of course, as we've seen throughout the years, is so heavily dependent upon when is the public willing to accept it? When are they willing to say enough, enough, no more fear? This is far too useful to our everyday lives to allow fear to dictate that, you know, whether or not we implement this technology. So it it definitely kind of plays right within um, our firm's comfort zone in uh, working with local and state officials to help uh, embrace this technology and and advocate on behalf of our clients to uh, really try understand how this technology is going to benefit them in their day-to-day lives. And while I'm on the subject of that, Rhett, why don't you tell us exactly about Deuce Drones' proposed operations and what you guys are planning to do?
1: Uh, Deuce Drones is not a drone company. Um, And and I say that meaning we're going to use drones, but we're not trying to design uh, and build drones for the general consumer use. Uh, Our our basis is that we want to facilitate B2B and B2C delivery of packages from existing retailers and restaurants in local communities. Uh, So what does that mean? That means that we want to displace the ships the waiters the door dashes and that types of companies um, that have to travel on the average street um, in order to move from from those local retailers uh, to the local companies and individuals that want to buy those products um, the way we're going to do that is we'll use off-the-shelf drone systems um, that are artificial intelligence and and software design teams will design the background uh, flight systems for that guide the drones from point A to point B safely, um, quietly and with high quality for the packages. Um, Our big thing will be to design what we call uh, drone waiter, smart waiter systems and drone ports that will exist at uh, the individual retailers or retail centers that facilitate the uh, safe landing away from people of drones so that they can be loaded up uh, with packages. So fundamentally, when you look at us as a business, we're gonna have a front end, which is an app that customers can use to go in and order their product from whatever retailer uh, that is near their home or their business that they wanna access. Um, That front end system will then interface with the actual retailer to place the order and tell the retailer when they should repair, prepare the package for delivery so that hot or cold foods aren't left sitting out for half an hour, an hour waiting for pickup. Um, it'll then allow that business to load the package into a simple automated conveyor system on the ground floor that will move the package up to the drone port on a roof of a building, um, allowing the drone to come in, land, receive the package, take off fly in accordance with the FAA or EASA regs, um, land at the uh, buyer's location using our proprietary software and then again return for the next load. So that's fundamentally a full description of what our business model is going to be.
0: With deliveries, we're always talking about last mile solutions and how the last mile expenses are the most expensive by far. So the concept of being able to order Um, whether it be a food product or some other kind of consumer good and receive it via drone is certainly going to be both a a useful and um, one would especially argue during COVID-19 a a necessary um, advantage that drones are able to provide. What kind of time savings are we talking about? Have you guys um, gathered any information about, what kind of time savings this is going to serve for customers being able to have goods delivered via drone as opposed to another means.
2: Kind of tailor off of what Rhett said, if you think about how package delivery is done today, it's two-dimensional. The vehicle's got to travel a road and navigate through traffic, stoplights, etc., cetera, uh, to get from point A to point B. With drones, it's direct and it's three-dimensional. So we're avoiding the Obstacles that are inherent from just traveling the roads. So there's going to be, you know, incredible time savings just utilizing you know three-dimensional space versus two-dimensional. Uh, secondly, when you automate the system and it's, you know, you take the human component out of it, that in itself is going to create some efficiencies. Uh, to the direct question, what, how long would a delivery take? Uh, so our current drone that we are using uh, has an 18-minute battery life with full payload and can travel 40 miles an hour. Uh, so in theory, a package could go uh, round-trip within uh, 12 minutes and still have enough reserve uh, for the uh, as required by the FAA. I think my math is right there. That might correct me, but I think that's right
1: close enough for government work.
0: No, that's fantastic. And that's a message, you know, that obviously is critical for the um, target customers. Um, And when we're dealing with these local and state government entities for their citizens to understand how cost-saving and time-saving this is going to be for them. Um, Britton, how important is it when you're talking about the development of a new really infrastructure, because we're talking about um, putting in place an infrastructure and an ecosystem whereby drones really truly are integrated, um, at least the first into these Alabama cities, into their infrastructure network. How important is it on the front end to gain the support of state and local government leaders for a, a massive undertaking like this?
3: Uh, Grant, I, I think it's critical. Um, I think you've got to have your local buy-in uh, from your elected officials um, because they are going to be the, the biggest advocates for this and uh, because it's a, a huge potential economic impact um, for the region and, and for creating this ecosystems in which the drones are going to operate uh, and really test out the, uh, the development of this as it's launched on, a, on an amazing scale Uh, Nationwide and beyond, so it's critical to have the local buy-in for them to be able to answer the questions of the citizens, so that uh, everybody understands. But this is about quality of life, uh, and this is about raising the quality of life for the citizens in the area where this service is going to be provided. So I think the the local the local buy-in and the local support is is key and indeed
0: absolutely. And you know, I, I deal in this industry. Um, a a good bit of the time. And and one of the things I can say is that it never ceases to amaze me the negative portrayals of drones by the media, which, of course, doesn't even tell half the story. I think drones are far more capable of performing good than they are bad, although like any vehicle or any computerized machine, they are capable of evil, of course. But, um, you know, one of the examples I've been using on this podcast is... In uh, the most recent Spider Man movie, uh, spoiler alert, at the end, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal has this army of drones that help him wreak hell on Spider Man. And, you know, and I I thought that was going to be my going example, you know, and and thinking, okay, that was what, 2018 when that movie came out, maybe 2019, maybe in the next big movie where there's drones, it'll be positive. Well, sure enough, I sit down with my kids to watch Sonic the Hedgehog the other night. And what do you know that the villains main weapon choice is drones. And they just come out and they blow everything to hell and back. And it's a, uh, this is something those of us in the industry are constantly combating. So I guess my question for produce for drone and red, I'll let you take this one is what do you guys plan to do to show the public that drones are safe, that they can be used as instruments of good and that they are uniquely capable of providing some serious benefits for the public?
1: Well, drones are like anything else, they're a tool. And they're a tool that that people use. So the, the first step is how do we intend to use them? Um, drone delivery, delivery of packages, whether it's food, whether it's medicine, whether it's taking uh, medical samples from your doctor's office to the central lab, those are all effective uses of drones they also can be very timely they're going to be more energy efficient than sitting in traffic so they're going to have some some benefits to the environment as as we remove um, uh, petro-fueled vehicles from the equation of package movement Um, so these are all good things how are we going to handle this and and help the public really understand what drones are for and that they're not evil and they're not spies and and all that is is uh, Part of my role is to come in and understand this stuff. And so my mantra has been uh, safety first. Aviation is all about safety. So from all aspects of the operation, we're going to look at safety, making sure that the drones are safe around people, that they're not falling out of the sky, that they're not dropping packages, et cetera, et cetera. Um, The the next important thing about drones is is what you just said, is privacy. we can program privacy into the drones. We can program privacy into all of our processes. Our goal is not to have drones out there um, watching people, tracing people, or, or um, gathering strange videos of people. Our systems are going to be designed that all of that stuff is blocked out, and it's not accessible. Um, you kind of look at it like Apple. Even the government, we're not going to make it easy for them to get access to what we might have because that's not right for the average citizen. Um, another big thing that we, we are focusing on is noise. Everybody wants to experience a quiet life when they're at home and away from work. Um, so we don't want to invade their life um, anymore by being um, privacy uh, hogs, but we don't want to invade it by having noise and, and changing their environment. Um, and then finally, we intend to be very community involved in all of the companies that I've run. I have focused on being socially responsible, being part of the community. That means being out and being visible, telling people what you're doing, how you're making it meaningful for them, um, and how you're going to be part of that community and get back to it. Now, the opposite of drones being evil villains or enabling evil villains is think about this in the opposite side. Drones can help medical professionals bring men or knowledge to an accident scene much faster maybe than an ambulance could get there if it's a high traffic day or the accident happened out in the middle of nowhere. So you've got to imagine that drones have not yet been put to all of the good. Why? Because that doesn't sell movies. But in the real world, that's what's going to happen is they're going to be put to good.
0: Exactly. And you mentioned delivering uh, medical supplies. Of course, I think even delivering food is a great thing. Um, and there are a lot of great applications for drones that are, uh, that are being implemented right now, such as uh, pipeline inspections, transmission distribution line inspections, things that greatly reduce human risk and allow companies to achieve cost savings. So really there's economic and uh, public health benefits really to utilizing drones. Philip, what would you say to someone who, and again, I um, I use this example a lot on the program and it's because it appears to be for some reason the only example of privacy invasion there is in regards to drones in the Western world. Parents are terrified of drones flying over fences and seeing their children sunbathing or tanning or swimming or something. This is the tried and true American example of why we are scared of drones. They don't want drones uh, taking pictures and videos of their children. What would you say to someone who thinks it's cool that Deuce Drone might be able to deliver uh, food products or consumer goods, but, but has that overarching fear that there's going to be some form of malevolent uh, privacy invasion going on?
2: That's a great question. So I'd say while that concern is real, it's not very practical because the point of origin is going to be a commercial location. So really you're just talking about, and in transit, it's going to be moving at a speed that it's not really going to be at a height that can capture an image that can be seen very easily. Going back to Rhett's point, the technology that we're designing here is not to meant to capture and retain these images. Uh, visual imaging will be needed to make sure that we land at the correct destination, but anything outside of where it has to physically see to land is not intended to be captured or if it needs to be captured it will be blurred out anything outside of what needs to be seen.
1: We individually are the greatest violators of our own privacy when you think about how many pictures we post on Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram, you know, bragging about our kids, bragging about our lives. If, it's going to be much easier to tackle those than it is to try and use a drone to sit there and, and create, you know, images that, that could be um, taken advantage of.
0: Well, absolutely. And I think one of the things and Philip hit the nail on the head is you guys are talking about going from uh, a point A to a point B that does not necessarily involve flying over backyards. You're talking about going along a certain route to deliver goods to a customer. So I think there definitely is um, there's value in transparency, of course, and letting your customers know how you're going to use the drone, how you're not going to use the drone. Um, what you would do with any information you may inadvertently collect. So I think all these things are critical in helping shape public perception. And kind of, you know, I I say this a lot, public perception and the regulatory environment are like two wheels. And the goal is to kind of get them moving together at the same speed. One cannot exist without the other in the U.S. Um, The FAA is going to be much more likely to facilitate a favorable regulatory environment if it has public support. And the public is going to be a lot more likely to accept drones if it knows the FAA is focusing on safety and requiring drone companies to make that safety case, or or drone service providers, I should say. So uh, I, I definitely think that it's important to have your hand on both of those wheels at the same time and kind of monitor what's going on with both of those. Now, Britton, from the great work you've done in Alabama with economic development, um, the, the, the rise of drones, what would you say is the most interesting and controversial technological issue you have faced on the economic development side, either in Alabama or elsewhere?
3: <laughs> well, I think that I think that's dictated by the industry segment. There's always... Any major economic development project, there's always the the, the fear of the not in my backyard uh, group opposing it, whether that's a, a steel mill or steel processing facility, whether that's an automotive facility that's building cars, whether that's a, a, a timber mill that's processing millions of yards of, of lumber that are going to be used to build houses right down the street. Uh, there's always a chance that, that people don't want it there. Uh, it, so, um, that that's really the biggest issue that permeates, regardless of industry sector, the natural fear of something new and something in their backyard that they may not want. Um, but it comes into play uh, on all sectors. And I think it's going to come into play here specifically as it relates to the drone industry. Um, you know, most of the projections that have, have been published over the last few years have, have estimated that the, the the drone industry as a whole would have an economic impact that would you know, support over 100,000 jobs, potentially by 2025, I think it's probably behind. But going to your point, it's where those jobs go are going to be determined by the regulatory environment and the local acceptance of the industry. Um, I think you'll see states that are opening up sooner to the drone industry and embracing it. Uh, they will siphon jobs and opportunities away from states and localities um, that aren't as supportive. Uh, I I think that will be a a clear trend and you see it in every industry. I mean, there's a reason why the automotive industry clusters in certain states and certain regions. Uh, There's a reason why the the defense and space industry, especially on the high tech side, uh, clusters around certain areas of of the country and in certain parts of each state. I think you'll see the same thing with the drone industry because it, it combines new technology uh, with, uh, federal regulation, uh, that is going to necessitate local support and state support. So I I think you will see a very, I think it'll be very evident in the next five years where these, uh, drone companies are, are, are opening up, where they are having the biggest economic impact are going to be in areas which support the industry the best.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree with you, Britton. The sooner a company can engage with the local community, in addition to the state and federal uh, regulatory authorities, the the better chance there is of the people in that community um, coming to develop a positive perception of drones, which is so important for this industry for the reasons we discuss. Um, also, I want to touch on something you talked about, Britton, about um, how... It's going to, the companies that do engage in innovation and who are willing to adopt new technology are more likely to rise above. Um, You know, that's something we are seeing right now in the drone industry um, with the end user industries that we serve. And I'm actually moderating a webinar on this later today. And and, and the issue is how do we convince CEOs and end user industries that now is the time to adopt drones? don't wait until things get quote unquote back to normal. Now is the time to innovate and use this cost saving risk reducing technology because there's no better way to succeed um, against your competitors really than to keep an open mind and take advantage of great technological innovation when the opportunity presents itself. So with with that in mind, Rhett, why don't you tell us what's coming up for Deuce Drone? um, Any exciting projects you guys are working on? So,
1: Grant, we've set a program that says we want to be staging through the steps to get to providing revenue delivery uh, for customers. Um, In order to do that, uh, we have to do some parallel track things. We have to Uh, develop our drone artificial intelligence that can uh, help them fly safely through the skies and deliver the package to the correct area. We've got to design the drone port and uh, drone waiter systems so that uh, we can effectively help uh, businesses get the packages to the drones. Um, And we have to develop a customer base. Um, The customer base being both businesses and consumers. Uh, On the consumer side, we're developing an app um, to facilitate that. And then uh, my partner here, my vice president of business development and his night job, uh, Philip Burton, is doing a very good job at bringing us national scale businesses that want to see this as success. So to your point of CEOs um, seeing the relevance of this, based on the interactions we've had with businesses, um, the CEOs and, and their leadership team see the relevance of this because they've experienced the last two months. Um, and even before that, many of them saw the relevance of it because they were looking at all of the real estate they have around the nation that's being placed at jeopardy by online purchases and other stuff. But when you look at it, they have local fulfillment centers. They have a lot of inventory sitting that they can rapidly get out in an hour or less to buyers uh, in the community. So we have in the past week, we have signed up a uh, large regional grocery chain who believes that this is where they've got to go. Um, and we'll be announcing that um, in the near term as a, as a uh, partner. Um, and we've signed up a national fast casual restaurant chain that includes in in restaurant dining as well as um, delivery of their food uh, out to uh, consumers who feel better about staying in their home for that evening. So the traction is there, the people see it. Um, The key really is going to be hitting those things that I said earlier, designing our products and our services to be safe, quiet, uh, provide privacy, and be involved in the community and if we do that we're going to be rolling this out across the nation i think very successfully over the next few years
0: that sounds great rhett so philip when can alabamians expect to start reaping the benefits of this awesome service you guys are going to begin providing
2: so uh, great question as rhett alluded to we have two uh, great retail partners that have committed to utilize the service. Uh, It's up to us to demonstrate it uh, to them the next 60 days. Uh, Assuming a safe uh, demonstration, then we will uh, step up the rollout, if you will, uh, with the goal being by the end of this year, fiscal year 2020, uh, running uh, revenue deliveries at each one of these locations uh, here in Mobile. Uh, so to your question, 60 days, uh, residents of Mobile, Alabama, will hear the news, uh, shouted from the rooftop, uh, literally, that we are successfully delivering uh, products from a company, two companies here in Mobile, uh, with the goal being that the service can be used by the end of this year from, by customers ordering packages or products and having it delivered to them via drone. All of that by end of year 20.
0: Uh, thanks, Philip. So, Britton, last question. Um, you know, this is really one of the first significant drone developments for the state of Alabama. What is the significance for the state of a company like Deuce Drone coming in and offering this kind of service?
3: Uh, from the state's perspective, um, you know, Al- Alabama specifically, our region of the state touts itself as, as makers and innovators. You know, we build things, whether it's uh, uh, wide-body, narrow-bodied aircraft, whether that's uh, the majority of the piston engines built in the world, or that's the most advanced cutting-edge warships uh, the Navy's ever seen. Uh, to add this, this type of um, uh, innovative uh, company to the state of Alabama, being willing to test here and not test in one of your innovative hubs, that which you'd perceive to be you know the the Austins or the or the the Californias of the world um, to have that done here in Southwest Alabama is, is a testament to the to the company to the leaders that are in place here uh, with, with Rhett and Philip and their team, but also to the to the market. And they see the potential here um, for this innovation to flourish and to thrive, to be tested, to be proven, and then to roll out nationwide. It, it's really exciting for the state, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I really want to end. We, we thank you for allowing us to partner with you on this and uh, help you advance this industry forward. Um, again, it, it's great to be involved with people like you. So, thank you all for being on the program. Thanks, Rhett and Philip and Britton. Um, and be sure to tune in next week for the next episode of Drones in America by Market Scale.